With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I can only say that it feels right, it feels right, it feels right, yeah. I can only say that it feels right. Hello, good friends, and welcome to All-Star Sunday, the edition of the 10,000 Lambs Podcast. I'm Kyle Reck, here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what's up, dude? I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited to watch some meaningful competitive basketball today. Who isn't? That's the thing. Um, I've I, I worn my Luka Doncic uh, Youth Extra Large jersey um, on this podcast today that I got last year. Um, nice job. Rep the, uh, you know, I don't even know why you're repping Luka, but yeah, I guess you just like the guy. I love Luca. I love me some Luca. Um, thanks everybody watching on YouTube right now. This is our first broadcast that we are posting to YouTube. So if you're watching, hi, thank you. We we acknowledge you and we love you. Um, that, I think that's it for intro. Well, in, well, I, I will say this: we had a really good podcast on uh, last week with uh, I think it was uploaded on Thursday uh, with John Krasinski from yeah. the Athletic. Uh, we talked about Wolves, where this season kind of ranks on the like the season sucks, uh, like power rankings. And it was, hi, hi, spoiler alert. Hi was, was the answer. Um, he, we talked some trade deadline stuff and then we just talked some fun stuff overall. So, um, we baited him into saying things that he might regret about his peers. Yeah. It's, and we're actually, we're making those like, uh, have you noticed how, um, I'm trying to think of what website even does it. They basically create these info, like these graphics and it'll say like John Krasinski says, Ricky Rubio might get traded and that's the, and that, yeah, but that's like the whole graphic. And then it's like, Oh, but that wasn't really a real report. He just said that maybe he could be traded, but like maybe, maybe Carl Anthony Towns could be like, okay. Like uh, it would be allowed for Rubio to be traded. The league would let it happen. Yes. According to John, Um, according, but yeah, again, not us aggregators take that. Yeah. It's not coming from us. This is coming from John. Um, to be clear, if this podcast ever gets aggregated, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm, so, yeah. you know, if you're in the aggregating business, you know, rep the brand, get us out there. Kyle, say, uh, speaking of Luca, mm-hmm. um, Luca cards, yeah, worth a lot of money. Um, lot I, of money. I saw some kind of cryptic tweets from you about how you might have some advice for us, uh, us mere mortals, uh, and a new entrance into the card world. Uh, do would you like? To, in the words of uh, teachers, do you have something you'd like to share with the class? I do. I would love to share. So I, I was thinking this weekend and I did a bunch of research because I have some time um, because that's some, something I think we all have right now. So two things I was thinking about was uh, well, I have six guys first off, like six NBA players that I want to like that I think you should target. And I think it's a smart idea and they're guys I'm keeping an eye on. But before that, people always ask me like when to sell. Um so if you think about it right now, if you were selling a card that was their auction ended in the last three days for an NBA player, shame on you because nobody was playing. So like sometimes you get that lucky boost of a 40 point game or a 50 point game. Um, you don't get a boost if nobody's playing. Uh, now, if you have an all-star 
potentially ending tonight. I don't know what the all-star game or like what the slam dunk contest, uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. So by the time you're listening to it, um, I don't know if that does anything to bump. Well, by the time you, by the time you listen to this, Anthony Simon's cards are going to be worth a million dollars, a million dollars. Yeah. Just put um, that out there. Yeah. So just be smart about that. Um, one thing I would say to keep an eye on is when people get their stimulus checks, uh, for sports card collectors. And I know it sounds stupid, but if somebody has $1,400 and they see a card that they always wanted or a few cards they always wanted, or they have an extra 30 or 40 or 50 or $60 to bid up a card because they have an extra $1,400 in their bank account. Um, I like, I know as silly as that sounds like people should be using it to, um, well, I guess, I mean, you're stimulating the economy, right? Cause you're paying me and then I'm paying somebody else hopefully with that money. So hopefully it like works out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's something to keep an eye on because that's where this whole boom started. It was people working from home, people getting stimulus checks, um, people that didn't need that money, yeah, using that money to um, boost the card market. So that's something I would keep an eye on. I would keep an eye on, like if you have a card that you've been waiting to sell and it's a thousand dollar card, wait until people get those checks and then then and then see it. You know, if if you can um, sell it, I think that I think that makes sense. Nice. Um, so who are these yeah. players? Who are these uh, Kyle Ratke's special? Okay, so I have six guys. Um, I'll, I'll go down my list here. So the first, uh, Darius Garland from the Cavaliers. Uh, you can get his PSA 10 uh, Prism card for $100. That was the yep rookie card. Um, that's PSA 10. And if you think about it, to get a pack of, of Prism right now is like, I think it's like, I don't, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I honestly think it's like 60 or $70. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to pull the Garland card. And then you would, I mean, obviously he's not the target, not the reason why you're paying $70 for that, that pack. But if you were to get them, um, then you have to pay $25 in PSA fees. And then it still needs to be a 10. So if you're a Garland guy, and I mean, he's this year is averaging 16 points per game and 38% from the three point line in his second season. Um, but this is a car that's dipped 36% over the last 30 days. So wow. it's on, it's on the down downslide. If you can get like, if, if you think Garland's going to be good and I am one that, that I think that he is going to be good. Um, I think that's a guy like for a hundred bucks, um, you know, I don't want to act like a hundred dollars is nothing, but in the card market where you're seeing, you know, a lot, you know, worse players go for, go for yeah. a, a lot yeah. more. I think like that, that seems like a complete bargain to me. Um, and it, it's and Cleveland, like they're not as bad as we thought they were, were going to be. And like you mentioned this, uh, you know, this kind of got me on the Darius Garland um, bandwagon. You mentioned a few weeks ago, kind of talking about like the Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, like CJ Dame light. Um, and like if, if Garland can, t- I mean, I, I would say Garland probably has, might, might, he might have a higher ceiling than somebody like CJ McCollum um, who, whose cards aren't worth very much money. Um, do you mean a higher you mean a higher ceiling as an NBA player or a higher ceiling as a card asset? Um or both. That, I think both. Um wow. but then I mean I don't know if he's gonna be better than than CJ McCollum. Right. I mean that's that's the gamble, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean CJ came off the bench, he averaged like four points a game his first season. That's, so. that's what I'm yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like these some of these guys that get these opportunities where I'm like, I always like it's tricky, right, in the NBA realm because you're trying to judge players. And Julian, you know this, like we worked for the Timberwolves where like, well, only these second year players have averaged this, this, and this. And it's like, well, yeah, but 
so-and-so didn't yeah. play 30 minutes a game. Like CJ McCollum went through injuries. Yeah. Like I think he had a wrist injury or an ankle injury his first year that he was going through. Yeah. So like, I mean, a lot of it is like good stats, bad team guy, but um, I think Garland's certainly a guy to watch. And for a hundred dollars, like, yeah, easy breezy. Yeah. Um, okay. My next guy, um, Ben Simmons. Uh, obviously his stuff is not as cheap. Um, but I think that from what we're seeing from the 76ers, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like just from like what I see on Twitter and what I see um, like just through the media, it seems like the 76ers are getting a lot more attention and, and Embiid's kind of riding that MVP train, it seems. Yeah. Um, I, like I, I just think if the 76ers make a deep run in the playoffs yep. and you get Simmons on, like, you know, Simmons is never going to be that guy that scores 50 points, right? Like, and he, obviously he can't, we, we had a whole segment dedicated to how he can't make a three pointer. Um, yeah, right. I'm sorry to the Ben Simmons family for that. I'm a, I'm a big Ben Simmons believer, but like when he has a triple double in a game seven against the Celtics to go to the Eastern conference finals or whatever, it's like his card market is going to see an absolute boom. And like, I'm not saying he's going to have one of those games, but like right now you can get his, his, his latest optic PSA 10 rookies have sold for 199 and 140. So, I mean, optic obviously is not prism. Yeah, His prism right. PSA 10 is going for $400. Um, but what I, I, I just think that if you think that he, like if you believe in the 76ers and you think that yep. they're going to make a run, Simmons is going to be a big part of it. And if you have, you know, the, on the lesser end, if you have, you know, 150 to $200 on the optic to spend on it, I think that's a good play yeah. $400. I'm never going to tell somebody to spend $400. Um, that that's a lot of money, I think, for a card. But also, like, I mean, again, if you think that they're going to make a big run and that's where the card's valued right now, it's not going to go down. Like, right. if they get yeah. yeah, if they get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, that sucks. Um, but like, your floor is probably three hundred, three fifty. Yeah. Um, you know, in worst case scenario, you wait till next year if you're going to flip it. Um. So so yeah, I, I like Ben Simmons a lot. Uh, since this is a Timberwolves podcast, um. Are, like, where are you at on the Jade McDaniels train? Hard to say, you know, uh, pretty hard to judge anything based on this Timberwolves team. But I mean, I, it seems like he can play. So I don't know enough about the card market. Like, what's the what's the potential value for a guy that's probably never going to be an all star? You know, but like, what's the what's the card market for just like solid NBA players? You know, like if he turns into like a Larry Nance Jr., what are we talking yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Not much. Like, you, right. you need him to be better than that. But if you believe that he can be better than that and he can be a guy... I mean, the, the thing is, though, like, the card market's so tricky because even if Jade McDaniels becomes Larry Nance Jr., if he can show signs of being better than Larry Nance Jr. in his second year and get the card market excited, yeah. then it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what he is in eight years. if Because if, here's what I would say if you think McDaniels is going to be a good uh, power forward long-term for the Wolves and he's like a potential starter for the team next yeah. year, um, I would jump on all of his cards because they're all like 99 cents to $5. Um, yep. You know, wait wait for Prism to come out. You're, like you'll be able to jump on a lot for cheap, um, assuming he doesn't have like really big games. Jump on his hoops, jump on his Donner's cards. Like, right. you know, m- like let's say you invest $50 on 25 or 30 of his cards. Um go through them. And, and I mean, it's like, here's the battle, right? Like you don't want to spend your own money getting packs because packs are going to 
make you broke because that's just where the market's yep. at right now. But, you know, you know, it's always the eBay gamble where like you want to get a rookie and you want to get one of his cards. Uh, you want to make sure it's a PSA 10. Well, card the, the, the card market's smart enough now where people putting cards on on eBay probably know their cards are going to yeah. be what they're going to grade. But with a guy like Jaden McDaniels, people are probably smart enough to be like, well, I'm not going to send in a card of Jaden McDaniels for $25 because right. he's probably going to be nothing. Now, the counter argument of that is if you think he's going to be really good, you know, you can send in 10 of his cards for, you know, 200, 250 bucks. Yeah. And let's say next year he starts the season, um, you know, and he has a few nice games and, and, you know, maybe the market reacts. I don't know that like, that's a tough one for me, but it's a, it's a really cheap investment just to get his cards for base. And then you need to make the decision on whether or not you want to send him to grading. Um, right. and I would normally advocate not sending a card like him to, to PSA, but also, I'm the same guy that I just sent like, uh, like at the beginning of the season, or sorry, the, the the end of last summer, I sent a bunch of Nicholas Claxton Prism cards to PSA. Yeah, he's good. And like, and I'm gonna get them back in the next month, and it seems like it's gonna be perfect timing for their playoff run. Um, yeah. Do I think Nicholas Claxton's really good, or is he benefiting from James Harden? Well, probably benefiting from James Harden, but that that's the thing. When these guys get on the national stage, and all of a sudden Claxton has a 20 rebound game in the playoffs, right? you're going to see a huge boom in his cards. He's and, a solid player though. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, another guy to watch for the Timberwolves. Um, I guess you could make an argument to target. I mean, D'Angelo Russell's not playing right now and I think he's been pretty disappointing overall, but you could get his PSA prism rookie for a hundred dollars. And you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be doing that, but if you're just wondering like where his market's at, it's relatively I mean, cheap and his floor, like it's, it's as probably as low as it's going to go. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's if you're, I don't know, it, you you got to think that even even the biggest D'Lo hater would say that he's better than he's been this season. Yeah, you know, and, and so so I think that that's the type of guy you want to look for, right? Yeah, I mean, I, again, like it's not very exciting, and I get as a Timberwolves fan, how it might make you kind of hurt a little bit, but but that makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, and if you're a huge Wolves homer, like a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are. I mean, they think Jaden McDaniels is a second coming of Kevin Durant and that D'Angelo Russell and Towns are like this point guard center pair. And like, to, in all fairness, we've never seen them together really. So, right. um, you know, another guy you could look at, I don't know what Malik Beasley's cards are going for right now, but um, mm -hmm. there might be an opportunity to jump on. The, th the thing with Beasley that's tough is that, you know, when these guys, and, and this is where I tend, I mean, it's hard now that PSA prices have gone up, but yeah. like guys that I think that have potential and I strike out, probably more times than not, I guess, with them, but guys that I think have potential, I, I would just advise you to, if you think a guy and you open a, a pack of cards, right. And you think that this, I don't even know what player, um, you know, Tyrell Terry, right. He plays for Dallas or John. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just like literally looking at cards in front of me. If you think these guys are going to be really good, but they haven't jumped onto the market, you think like next year is going to be their year send them into PSA now because yeah. then when they have a 30 or 40 point game, you have their, you have the only graded card on the market or you have right. one of few. Um, again, like there's more guys that, that, that don't work out than do, but you know, that just make, like, make sure you're ready. Like that was a big thing in, you know, in, in the NFL and it didn't work out, but like, you know, for, for, I, I've sent a bunch of Jacob Easton Colts cards in to get graded last year because you knew it was probably Philip Rivers last season. Yep. Um, 
you knew that he was probably going to be in the conversation to start. I mean, obviously they got Carson Wentz um, and like, you know, likely when my Easton cards come back, I'll probably hold them and just hope that Wentz sucks again, like he did last year. And that, you know, Easton starts a game and the, the market yep. gets, gets excited about him. But those are the gambles that you need to take. If you want to make, um, you know, I don't like, you're not going to make huge money, but you know, you could obviously like you, you flip a guy for $150 because right. that's how, that's how the market reacts. Um, how many guys do we have left? I think we have three guys left. Yeah, that was three. So yep. we have Garland, we have Vanderbilt and we have no nope. Garland, Simmons, McDaniels, McDaniels, not Vanderbilt. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Garland, Simmons, McDaniels. You can jump on the, I mean, I'm sure I was confused. It, I was confused. Vanderbilt and, uh, McDaniels in my head, which, you know, sorry, Wolves fans. I think, well, that, the, <laughs> yeah, I think the Jared Vanderbilt card market is probably pretty affordable. Um, okay. Yeah. This is for big money. The big money people. Um, let's go Giannis. Yeah. Uh, so for sure you need a lot of money for this guy. Um, his prison base is going around $3,300. Oh my God. Um, but I mean, that, that is a lot of money, but in early February, the card was at $4,100 for just his base this year. Uh, pr- no, sorry. It's rookie prism. Okay. I was like, Oh my, what the, <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Gotcha. <laughs> so his PSA prism base Got uh, it. from his rookie year is, is right around 3,300. That's it. That's a boot that or that's a dip from 4,100 in early February. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, like I said, like thirty three hundred is a lot of money. Dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I will, I will say, be buying it, one. I will yes. not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not in that market. But I would say getting the card during the All Star break might not be a bad idea. Um, because if like if you think, I think I'm not sure what place the Bucks are in the East. I think maybe third. Um, they're obviously not as dominant as, as we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 76ers are getting a lot of the love. But if you think that the 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 Bucks can make a serious run in the playoffs with Drew Holiday at point guard and um, whatever. And if they end up in the NBA Finals, this card's probably going to double. Uh, right. You know, if if Giannis is going up against LeBron in the NBA Finals, this card's probably going to be worth six thousand right. um, dollars. You know, and again, the floor on this card seems to be relatively low, where like it's already dipped to thirty three hundred. But it's like, you know, I, I can't imagine you'd lose a thousand dollars on this card. Um, you know, and the thing is, if you're spent buying a card for $3,300, those are gambles that you can probably afford to take. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, so I mean, you know. also there's like the question of the timing, you know, like you might not be trying to flip this in the next six months, you, you know, so there's this, there's this little idea of a long term hold yeah. as well. And I'm, and you know, I'm a big fan of that personally. I agree. And then, I mean, generally, I always say like the long term hold should all, like, Guys like, uh, you know, if you just look across the sports, um, guys playing now like LeBron, um, Brady, Mahomes, uh, like Steph, um, Mike Trout, uh, like Poolhouse, guys like that, like their values are probably like once they go up, they're not going to go down much. Right. Like, yeah, you right. might see like waves um, where it goes down five or 10 percent, but like you're not going to see a free like the market free fall on them. And if you think Giannis is in that conversation, like I don't know if he is yet. Um, I still think he might be in that like that weird like James Harden uh, area where like yeah. they're really really good players, but like are they players we're gonna remember in fifty years from for, like defining an era? Um, right. You know, I, I don't know about that. Uh, but like, if if he can get to the NBA Finals and win a title, and if if he can do that in the next even three or four years, um, 
that's going to be huge. So yeah, I think, um, you know, if you're looking at this thing, like, gosh, I, I, I want this card, but I can't afford it. When should you buy it? I mean, the, the answer is always in the summers. Like if, you know, if like people and, um, I don't want to ever, cause I'm, pl I'm planning a wedding right now and it's very expensive and, um, I'm having to dip into my, um, my card collection of cards that maybe I wouldn't have wanted to sell. Um, but I, but, and the thing is though, when people sell cards, like you don't know when they need money. So when somebody needs money in June, it seems like a dumb time to buy a Giannis or to sell a Giannis card, uh, for the market. But also like that's, yeah. I mean, chances are that person made a bunch of money on the card and, um, exactly. whatever that's, that's their business. And, um, you know, who cares? Uh, okay. Next guy. Uh, we don't talk about him enough. Uh, he got a little love when the Raptors won the NBA finals. Um, but Kyle Lowry. So yeah. Lowry's interesting because like he, the NBA hall of fame seems like it's easier to get into, but it seems like he's probably not a hall of fame player. Um, but he's probably right on that border. Like if we're making the argument for like somebody like Andre Iguodala, it he seems definitely like could be, it seems like Lowry could be in that conversation. Now, it's, it also seems like Lowry might get traded. There was, there's been some rumblings. I think he has yep. one year left on his deal. Uh, I don't know where he ends up, but if a team like the 76ers, if a team like uh, the Lakers or Clippers end up with him and he ends up making another run, even if it's as a, as a backup point guard, um, he's going to make, he's going to make an impact in the playoffs. And yeah. uh, you know, I, I think he's if one he of those becomes, guys that, if Sorry, he becomes that? A two time, if he becomes a two-time championship winner, you know, with the numbers that he's had and kind of the performances that he's had, I there's some value there for sure. Yeah, and think? yeah, yeah. I know. I, I'm with you 100. The here's the tricky thing. Um, you know, we talked to like a lot about those guys that well, is so and so worth grading? Maybe they're not as good as we think. Well, nobody's graded any of Kyle Lowry's uh, cards, so you know his. Uh, 2006 Topps Chrome rookie card. There's only six PSA tens out there, and one wow. just sold for fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, so am I advising you to buy a fifteen hundred dollar Kyle Lowry PSA ten card? The answer is no. Um, but at the same time, his base Topps PSA ten rookie just went for ninety seven dollars. Mm. Um, you know, he, here's or I, I, yeah, his base card uh PSA ten just went for yeah ninety seven. Um. His Chrome base cards, uh, rookie cards, are fifty dollars raw. So if you know they're not yep. graded, they're raw. So again, it's, it's it's the eBay gamble. But here's what you could do if you think that if you want to join that PSA ten world, uh, get the card from eBay. Uh, you know, you get, you take fifty. It's a fifty dollar gamble, and you know if if you get it and it's going to PSA seven, well, you wasted your money. Um, and you know you can try to flip it back for fifty or sixty bucks on eBay again. Um, Again, you're not going to lose tons of money. Uh, then I, what I would do is I would send in the PSA. They have their five-day service, which, of course, we know now is not five days. It'll About probably... <laughs> well, you know, the five-day service, you you hope, takes like two weeks. Yeah. Um, I think the 10-day service is at like three to six weeks right now. So the hope is if you do the, the five or 10-day service that you get it back before the playoffs. And, you know, and then, you, you know, you, you hope you can join that kind of 1000 to $1,500 range. Um, another way to think about this is if you're like, you know what, I don't trust eBay cards. Um, well, I mean, you, you have to be creative in the ways, ways you find this, uh, a box of the 2006 tops Chrome, um, entirely just cost, uh, it just sold on eBay for $1,200, uh, which that's kind of what you're, 
what, what we're seeing in those older cards now does that guarantee it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get of course a kyle lowry right, card. right yeah. um you could pull absolutely nothing and that would be devastating but you know you could pull uh you know a lebron card in there which i think that would be his third year um so not like mm-hmm. huge upside but still like an old throwback you could f- obviously find kobe's in there um and then you know the rest of that class guys like lamarcus aldridge jj reddick rajon rondo brandon roy not great rookies but certainly guys that you know you could send into grading and make some money there um again you you almost have to hit all of those rookies or you have to hit one of the rookies plus you know one of those other guys in a chase card right. to make that that worth it um but yeah, I, I like Lowry and I think like his, like we don't talk about him enough. Um, and like, if, if you're thinking like, okay, I don't like Lowry, then just like sit down as a sports fan and think about who are we going to be talking about in July? Like Brit, look at the standings and say, okay, what teams are going to have success? Do you think the jazz are for real? Okay. Then like maybe jump on, I mean, Donovan Mitchell's cards are a little too expensive right now, probably. And then and the, yep. the, you're you, like, you missed out on that bargain, but like, Maybe you look at Mike Conley cards. Maybe you look at Ruby Gobert cards. I don't know, but pick a team or, you know, look at both conferences and try to try to figure out where these guys are going or what teams you think are going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And because those cards are, you're going to see a huge boost when, when these guys are in the finals. So if you can get ahead of that um, and I would say the next 30 days is probably your window to do so before the the picture becomes a little more clear and everybody's jumping on it. Um, that's probably the time. Nice. Very good uh, advice, Kyle. Yeah, we have one more guy. Oh, my gosh. And this is your guy. Oh. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. So he hasn't played a game yet this season. I think you actually have one of his cards in the PSA Dude, right now. I have yeah, one in grading. Yeah. A prism green, I think. Um, yeah. So he hasn't played this, this season due to a knee injury, um, but it sounds like he'll be back soon. Okay. So his base PSA 10 rookie just went for, and this is prism, just went for $150 and that's about where they're going for buy it now. Um, if you think that his, like he and Morant are going to be these next big things in, in Memphis, it's the, I mean, the, the, again, this is a no brainer, like 150 bucks. Um, his PSA nine, if you're like, you know what, I don't want to spend 150 to invest his PSA nine is going for $40. It's like, yeah. don't get skip out on your craft beer and take out on a Saturday. <laughs> and you know, like, that, that, that's a card that can double or triple over the next three or four months, depending on, you know, if he comes back and plays well and the Grizzlies make a run in the playoffs or he has a huge play in game. And then, you know, they, you know, they also, they push the Lakers to six games. And we, we kind of saw that last year, obviously Damian Lillard's a way better player, but we saw such a bump in Dame's values after he, you know, went on a tear in the bubble and got yeah. the Blazers to where they are. So, um, yep. you know, last year he averaged 17 points and shot 40% from the three-point line. He hasn't gotten worse. He just hasn't played, and we, we forgot about him. So um, right. that like, I, I really like that value, too. I, I think that's a good play, um, yeah, for, for him. Um, Morant's obviously the star in, in Memphis, but if you think that him and Jackson side-by-side side can be like the Batman and Robin, I think that's a good investment. Nice. Yeah, I'm uh I'm looking forward to seeing when those when those cards that we send and come back. Dude, that's I, I that, that's the gamble. I check every day um to see where they're at and like oh, obviously wow. people that are <laughs> listening to this and have sent cards into PSA like oh, it's frustrating, but it's like yeah, I'm also you know, I'm, I'm also is. glad that I sent cards in 
last August and September and November. And like, I, I think that when all these people get their card backs, like, are we going to see a drop in the market just because there's going to be a lot of cards flooding? Yes. But also I think PSA has tried to correct the problem because they've raised pricing where you're not, now you're not just sending in random cards right. to get graded. Um, and I guess to be in that last wave of cards getting graded for a cheaper price, I think that there's probably some value there because they're probably the mm-hmm. last ones that'll get graded for that. Um, no, you yeah. have, I think you have a Luca. I have a rated... Luca. I have a Luca rookie Don Russ. Yep, rated rookie. I have a Trey rookie, red, white, and blue. I have a Jaron Jackson Jr. green rookie, and then a Shea green blue, vo- blue uh, velocity. Blue velocity. Yeah. Yep. So Optical. we'll see how those grade. I don't know. I think for me, I'll probably hang on to all of them, like mm-hmm. kind of no matter what they grade, uh, just for at least for a little while. I don't I feel like with somebody like Luca. I don't really see that price dropping. No, I, I think you're probably right. So I, I mean, I should probably sit on that, but I just kind of like them. So <laughs> it'll be fun to have them graded and protected, and that'll be great. But we'll see what happens. Obviously, it'd be great to get good grades, but I, I like the cards too. So. I think just by looking at those cards, I looked at them, and I think like you're not going to get lower than a nine. I don't think for either of them. Um, yeah, they're in decent shape. There's yeah. no like obvious scratches or anything, but we'll see. No. We'll see. I think it'll be good. Um, I just sold. I sold my baby. Yesterday, I sold my Zion Williamson Blue Velocity Optic yeah. PSA 10. Um, you know, what it's paid for. <laughs> yeah, if we, I mean, I got a, I got a good chunk for it. Um, it was one of those things that I set it for a price, uh, like $200 more than the market was going for. Yep. And uh, I woke up this morning and somebody bought it. And it was one of those things where you're obviously happy because you went, you know, 30 or 40% above the market price and somebody yeah. decided to buy it. But it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, and I always have this argument, right? Because like, realistically, I think people that are listening to this podcast too, like, you know, we're not millionaires, right? Like we're not like, oh, the Gar- no. we're not like the Gary V's <laughs> and um, these we're people that, <laughs> that they can grab a card and put it in a safe and like, they don't need that money at all. So like, right. you know, I think there's for people that especially people on Twitter that I talked to like yes they have disposable money but not to the extent where like they're not trying to find a profit off of it yeah so it's also like, full disclosure I've never bought a card like I've only bought packs yeah and so so I'm like kind of interested in getting into buying cards but it's once you start kind of buying cards then you get into this more speculative it's hard because and I, I will say too hard I think it. it takes away from it takes away from like the collecting aspect too. Yeah. It, it makes it more of a business decision, um, which is also fun because when you were a nine-year-old kid, I remember like I was telling my, my parents all the time, like, no, 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 you guys are stupid. This is going to be worth so much money one day. And it took 21 years in a pandemic, but um, here we are. And here we are, baby. Like, the market's <laughs> booming. Uh, so no, but like, that's something I deal with every day where I'm like, okay, like for like I had a Justin Jeffer- Jefferson prism silver, yeah. And it wasn't going to PSA 10. It might not have PSA nine. And, you know, I got offered 350 bucks for it on the first day I got it. I sold it two weeks later. It was at 150. I love Justin Jefferson and like the 12 year old kid in me would have been so excited. But like yeah. at the same time, do I need like I have 30 of his rookies already. Do I need another one? Yeah. Um, that's 
I, th I think that's like the, 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 you know, I think a lot of people, it's like the, the, your sports card investor and then the sports card fan and they're constantly battling and you're trying to like hedge yeah. your bets against each other. But that's also what makes it fun. Um, yep. And that's we talked feeling about Top Shot, right? Now. I was that's a good transition. I was going to say we talked about this on Top Shot in one of our our text conversation. Lu uh, I was going to call you Luca. Um, I mean, <laughs> Luca Andrews. Um, <laughs> Julian, where's the Top Shot market at right now? Uh, obviously, this weekend was a big one for him. Um, yeah. Where's it at? Are you surprised by the market? Are you not surprised? Um, I have a few thoughts on this too. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at it compare i mean it depends on your point of comparison you know like that's like the first thing the thing you have to realize about top shot is it's like straight up just not been around for very long mm -hmm. so we don't know what the market is really at all it is it is it is way down from where it was like for three days two weeks ago yeah you know like there was a there was a there was that brief time when everything just spiked it was yeah and and then everything kind of has dropped and then it dropped again and then it dropped again. So so it's been trending down. And so it's obviously kind of discouraging if you're like looking at it as a value thing. And it's like, okay, like my collection was worth whatever this much on this day two weeks ago. And now it's worth this. But I think that it's kind of good. Although it's like frustrating because part of me is like, oh, I just I should have just sold everything when it was at high. It's like, yeah, of course, duh. You know, hindsight yeah. is hindsight it's is like, twenty twenty. Yeah, but but there's no way to know. You know, I mean, sure, I guess there might have been a way to know. At my level of like analyzing the market or whatever these people like pr who pretend that they know what they're doing are saying, uh, that was impossible. You just have to realize there's no way for you to know. There was a there was a time there was weeks when it seemed like everything on Top Shot was a good buy. Maybe yeah. that was a little bit naive, but at the same time, it's like. What are you going to do when something just keeps going up? I mean, obviously, it's going to come down eventually. And to be clear, it's not like dead. No, you know, the I think this is this is this is the thing. I think card values are are down right now, but I think the Top Shot brand and the Top Shot kind of the collecting, you know, presence and platform that it is has never been better. Like every week. Every week, their platform gets better. They are still in beta. Um, some of their new, they announced the Rising Stars rosters on yeah. Top Shot. The NBA did. Like It's clear that this is a property that the NBA values. There are a lot of people getting involved. There are more people getting involved. There's been a lot of maintenance on the site lately, which has kind of made the marketplace go in fits and starts. And so it's kind of this thing where it's like, if you were buying, if you were buying in a Top Shot to make a lot of money within two weeks, you probably missed your window. Yeah. You know, like that, that those days are gone. The days of the market tripling every night are gone, but we've seen the ceiling on what this are not necessarily the, even the ceiling. We've seen that these have value and that these things can be valuable. And I don't see, I don't see this becoming nothing. And I personally, I'm not really selling any of my moments. I'm just like sitting on them. I there's also this collector part of me. I like the things. I, I never thought that would happen when I started, and I was like, "This is stupid. <laughs> These are like little videos," but I think they're cool. And you know, I I'm very optimistic about the future of the platform. I think we're we're. It was just so. It was such a weird time when nobody knew could sign up, and. There were all of these limited edition, like series two moments with nothing underneath them. 
And so like the floor on cards was just like ridiculously high. And but but because of that, there was no way for new users to enter the market because you had to drop like fifty to a hundred dollars to get one moment. Mm-hmm. It's just not a sustainable way for a platform to kind of grow and be. Like you need you need to be able to get in at low prices and get kind of cheap moments that there's a lot of, and then kind of like sell off a couple of those to buy like new one. And then maybe you have a limited edition and then maybe eventually you get a couple of those and then you kind of move your way up. There was no ladder. It was just like you had to buy in with a lot of money. And and so there, I think there are a lot of people who are really angry because they saw that this was going up and bought in at the peak and now their collections are worth you know, way less than what they yeah, paid for. Them. A third of them, yeah. I'm still running off of the like I'm, I, my collection is worth a lot less than it was two weeks ago, but I'm still running off the same, you know, seventy-five dollars that I put in at the beginning of this. So I'm not too mad about it, but I understand why people are frustrated. But at the same time, I think this is kind of a good gut check. Like you have to realize that it's not like Top Shot just owes you money. You know, like the question is, do people want these things? And I think the obvious answer is yes. NBA players are getting involved. The NBA is clearly behind this. And the new moments are cool. They're doing a lot of work on the site. It's more stable. Like, so I don't know. It's like, yeah, if you're if you're thinking about like the process of trying to flip these things for quick cash, it's not gone. It's not been a good two weeks. If you think about the kind of growth of the platform in general and how maybe in 20 years it might look, it's been a pretty good two weeks. So I don't know. What's your perspective? Yeah, so I think a few things. Um, I think people that made it, like I think the mistake that was made in people that were trying to hold their, you, you made a good point because people that are trying to make 10 times the money that they that they invested, those days are gone. Um, now, can you, like I think we're seeing from these all-star moments, you know, if you get an all-star moment for in a $14 pack, I think the lowest the, a player's going is like $70 or $80. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you can flip it, I guess, for eight times. So I guess my last comment wasn't great, but like, um, I guess so that's still there for 80 to a hundred dollars. Um, the problem was, I think we all thought that when more users used the platform and, and use top shop, there's more money in top shop. Right. But that right. doesn't necessarily mean more, more money per moment. It just means more money for all the moments. And right. that's good long term for top shot it's not good short term for our wallets so if if you're on top shot like this is good for the overall brand it's not good for the people that you know have held on and i think you know a, a lot of us that thought series 1 and series 2 were going to um their values were just going to be crazy and they certainly still could the market is looking like people don't care if it's a series 1 or series 2 they care about getting a LeBron James or, you know, they care about getting their guys and it doesn't really matter when that moment was. They just want a moment because so many people in the marketplace haven't right. been able to get them. So they could get, they could give a shit whether or not it's a series one or series two. Um, the limited editions are still holding their values, but the, yeah, we're not seeing that, you know, I think our group, we all kind of pounced on series one thinking that it would be like these rookie moments and they certainly still could. Uh, but it doesn't look like the users, the new users really care where these well, moments are from. Well, yeah, but also like there's this element of it, which is like, there's only two series right now. Yeah. You know, so, so there isn't, and there, and there are still like tops 35,000 of a card. Like we, we haven't even gotten to the point where there are like cards out of a hundred thousand, which I certainly think is possible. Yeah. I think, yeah, we're probably so, in there. So right now it's like this weird 
confluence of like everything is still supposed everything is new like the the series one series two whatever like when we're talking when there are 20 or 50 series maybe series one or two looks a lot better you know that's, and that's so, that's that's the, like yeah i don't even know how to like comprehend that right like and exactly. that's where the market is where it's like yeah again like back to the card market it's like you know do you sell a two thousand dollar lebron moment and get that money now but then in 10 years what if that's card worth eighty thousand dollars like well and there's also this thing of what i, I don't yeah, know like, what if nft sports collecting takes off and these are not only early nba top shot moments they're like the first nft collectibles mm-hmm. the first nft sports collectibles ever you know so like that's where you start to get into this like okay can i really hold this thing for 20 30 years but then you i know? think there's and also so, the argument that what if in three years none of this is a thing and right we'll look back and say remember top shot remember nfts yeah. like that was a fun right. time like that was kind of weird i don't think it's gonna happen okay uh, personally i think that there's enough i think that there's enough like i don't want to say science but kind of like hard science relatively computer mm-hmm. science honestly like there's enough like principles I don't think that digital collecting is going away. I think that if you look at kind of the overall societal trends in the world, and if you also just kind of look at how quickly people have started to treat these similarly to to cards, I think that's kind of promising. I would also say we are there's still so much scarcity and like it's still so hard to get moments in Top Shot that we don't really see fluctuations based on what's happening in games. Or or what or like players trending up and down like so far like there hasn't really been that much other than like the very top tier names there hasn't been that much demand based on like what's going on in games and like you hear Top Shot talking about how they want to kind of transition it to kind of a digital in arena experience too I think that's a really good idea mm-hmm. I think um, I don't know man it's just like there's a lot of places this could go. And I'm still like relatively optimistic about the, you know, future of the platform, but it is tough. Cause it's like, you know, what's my, like, you know, I like, I would not count on like, okay, this like Terrence Ross card ever being worth anything, you know? So it's, so it's like, I don't know, like there still have to be people who want the things. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe, and maybe people just don't, but I, I haven't really seen that because there still seems to be a lot of excitement around it. And like maybe once it's not new anymore, that kind of wears off. But I don't know. Maybe this just kind of becomes collecting. We'll see. I mean, that's, I think that's a gamble, right? Um, yeah, we will see. There's another pack drop on today, on Sunday. Uh, Are you going to go for it? I'm going to go for it. Um, I think yeah. it's $199 or $190 yeah. um, by eight, the time Jenna listens. By the time Jenna listens to this, I'll be explaining <laughs> why I did so. Um, yeah. Or I probably won't even get in the, the, the drop, so we'll see. Yeah, for um, real. <laughs> I mean, ch- chances are no. Uh, yeah. Okay, sweet. Well, um, hopefully you guys like that. Everybody listening, thanks on YouTube for watching. Um, we'll try to do one of these like once every few months, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll try to focus on cards, you know, for, for a full podcast every now and then. Um, yeah. It is hard because not like it's one of those things where it's similar to talking about the Wolves. Um you, you know, if you talk about it, I, I always think of it as like, you know, when like you have a, like, I guess not when you have a kid, cause neither of us have children, but when mm-hmm. you're around people and they change, you don't really yeah. notice. But then when you see the kid once every three months, you're like, oh, wow, they're getting big. Um, 
that's kind of like the card market. Like you have to kind of take a step back sometimes to understand yeah. where it's going. So, um, awesome. Well, thank you, Julian. Appreciate Thanks, you. Kyle. You have a you good, too. enjoy this weather, dude. This is awesome. I will. I will. Sweet. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next time. <laughs>